It's time to break it all down. What happened and why? Welcome to Texans Monday, presented by Houston Methodist. 20 seconds left. The teams empty the benches, and that's it. The Texans do it. Romeo Cornell's debut. Houston, after an 0-4 start, bounces back big with its first of the year, a 30-14 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, that was nice. That tasted a whole lot better. Good morning, Texans Monday, presented by Houston Methodist. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. Great to have you aboard. Ben Gary producing. We're going to have John McClain at 8.30 and Andre Ware at 9. And, Johnny, it's a win. It's 17 points in the fourth quarter, which is their most points in the fourth quarter since they throttled Atlanta at home about a year ago. And the highest point total output for the offense in a year, in literally a year. Now, we had the uh, playoff game where they scored a bunch of points against the Chiefs, but there were other scores. There was a defensive score in that game. This was offense doing it to 30 points, which was nice. I know the Jaguars aren't world beaters, but that was what the doctor ordered yesterday. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think you're exactly right. Uh, on, a, on a number of different levels, I think yesterday was – very, very good, and I was listening to Sean and to Clint on the way home, and they had callers, and I think callers, for the most part, sort of echoed the sentiment of, look, it could have been the Sugarland Cowboys JV team out there, and it wouldn't have mattered. Just the fact that getting a win, when you haven't had a win, and I, I do on each Friday, you know I do Daily Brew because you're my boss, and I think you assign it to everybody, so Friday was my Daily Brew. And so I have been doing the last few weeks, I've kind of done a by-the-numbers thing. So I find some interesting numbers, at least interesting to me, and then I write about what they are. And so for the last two weeks, I've written down the number of days it's been <laughs> since a the Texans last won. Oh, and I think painful. Uh, it was 280 days, I think it was, when I wrote that article. So when you think about just get, just getting a win of any kind, like this is a team that for let's be honest for the last few years it's been accustomed to winning except for 17 you know they've won more than they've lost they've been a yeah. double digit win team to you know the last two years it's a team accustomed to winning I mean, yeah. 0 and 4 0 and 4 yeah, 0 and 4 how and long was I the think... losing streak in 17 i mean 17 uh, uh they were they five. were something like 3 and 4 when watson exited the building yep then they and lost then... to the colts yeah, I could pull that up. But anyway, Three it was a long five. losing streak. Yeah. It was don't long. you feel like that season was different because there was sort of this this element of forgiveness? Like, okay, you're not doing well, but we know Watson exists. And when he yeah. gets that knee repaired, it's going to be awesome because of what we just saw. What about this now? I don't know if you heard this in the pregame show, but I likened yesterday's game going in. And it's a different – it's not apples to apples, but go with me on this. In 2017, okay. Watson hurts the knee. And you're playing the Colts that following Sunday. So yep. Savage is going to start. And I'm thinking, and the Colts aren't good that year. So I'm thinking, it's okay. Just beat the Colts as far as right. that season went and take mm-hmm. it from there. And maybe, you know, you're not going to be as good, but you should be able to beat the Colts and take it from there. Mm-hmm. So I thought yesterday's game was the same kind of thing where it's like, all right, the Jags aren't very good, but you better win this game. Because yeah. if you don't, like they didn't win that game against the Colts. And then we thought, well, they, well who are right. they going to beat, right? If they can't beat yeah. this particular Colts team at home, who are they going to beat? Well, they didn't really beat too many teams, did they? They won yeah. one more game all year long, and that was against, what, Arizona? Yeah, Arizona. So, 
yesterday I thought, and I'm not saying they would have gotten winless had they not won yesterday, but you would have the same question. Well, if you can't beat this Jaguars team, can't beat them, who are you going to beat? I mean, who's on your schedule? The Bengals? The Bengals beat the Jaguars. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was a huge, not huge, but that was a, a big thing to accomplish yesterday relative to the situation you were in. You just made Romeo Cornell interim. You let go of O'Brien a week ago. It's time to win a football game and reverse this thing, and they did. So that was nice. Yeah, I said that going in. I didn't care if it was 3-2. to two. Uh, I didn't care if it was 33-32. Although I I knew if it was if it was a close game, if it was if it was 13-12 like last year and Gardner Minch is going for two again My and people left that building like, oh, man. Out. Yeah, I mean it would it probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have been as good a feeling I think leaving the building, but I think seeing the Texans just go to work against an opponent it should have beaten and beat it by you know by two touchdowns, sixteen points. I think is and was a statement of hey look we can be pretty good we can take care of business now, as has been said many many times and I, I go back to this, Mark I I was talking to. Uh, Sal Capaccio last year, we we're getting ready to play the Buffalo Bills. And I went on Sal's radio show and I said, Sal, I said, the difference between you guys and us, and this was last year, because right now the Bills are pretty darn good. But I said, you guys are a seven and a half or an eight at all times. Doesn't matter who you're playing, you're seven and a half or you're eight at all times. I said, us, we can show up and be a, a three and a half sometimes. We can show up and be a 10 other times. And then we go out against the Bills, and we do exactly that. The Bills are 7.5 and, and 8, that whole game against us. And the first half, we're a 3.5. The second half, we turn into a 10. It's like the inconsistency level is just maddening. And so yesterday, it was good to see all, you know, all three units really play pretty well across the board and do good football things and you know, do smart things and play fundamentally sound. And then make big plays when the big plays are there to be had. And I felt like the number of things that if you said, okay, give me your give me your list of things you'd like to see happen outside of a win. Well, look, I want to see Brandon Cooks get off the schneid to have you know a zero zero performance against the um, against the the Vikings. I mean, we can't have that. I mean, he's got to be he has to be one of our threats. He mm-hmm. has to be that he is, and to be zero for zero. I mean, that, that's incredible. We need to get the run game going a little bit. Second half, it did get cranked up, and it got going a little bit more. It felt like David Johnson took a little while to get kind of in a lather, but then he did. And then I realized you threw it down to me. You're wondering what the Texans were doing at the end. I realized it wasn't victory. They were trying to get David Johnson 100 yards. It dawned on me like oh. as I saw them go out there, and I knew exactly what it was like oh. right as they went back out there. They're trying to get David 100 yards, but they got the running game going. Pass protection, keep Deshaun upright. The pass protection was much better yesterday. There were times where Deshaun was Kenny Stabler in the pocket. You know, now there were times where he had to move a little bit. But I don't I – don't, <laughs> Wait, was my, he throwing left-handed? Did I miss a left – just kidding. No, but you remember Kenny Stabler. He would get in the pocket and he would stand there. And yeah. his offensive line, like, Snake, you got to move a little bit. How about watching I mean, himself? 2017, he did that a bunch, right, mm-hmm. where he would yeah. just stand. Now, you take some hits after a while. You're going to be like, ah, maybe I should get out of here mm-hmm. because the the heat is on. You know who used to do that? Like, I don't mean to go old school at 812 in the morning on a Monday, but I That's am. Okay. Steve yeah. Grogan of the Patriots yes. used to stand there like a statue, like, I'll just wait and wait and wait and throw and take a massive hit. And, you know, he's he's kind of – 
sort of known for wearing that big neck brace. Well, yeah. So that makes a lot yeah. of sense then uh, mm-hmm. that he stood in the pocket and took those hits. But I, I agree. You're right. The pass protection was good. I mean, it was just one sack yesterday for Deshaun, and he threw it 35 times. So there's yeah. that. And, and the, the run defense was much better in the second half. Much, much better. And I know that we'll, there'll be things we talk about as, as the day goes on, but you played without Bernardrick McKinney, and you're going against James Robinson, one of the better young running backs in the league, yeah. one of the better ones that I've seen. Very difficult to tackle, and he rips off for an 11-yard run early, then a 14-yard run later on, and you're thinking, here we go again. And then for the rest of the game, outside of those two runs, I think in the second half, I think in the second half he had – it was not negative yardage, but he didn't rip off much because I think he ended up with 73 for the game. Mm-hmm. So he had 30 – he had five carries for 20-something yards. I don't know what he had total. What do you have total? He had seven – no, he had 48 total. I'm sorry. Yeah, 48 total. He's, I he mean, had five carries for five yards in the second half. Uh, that, which is – all right, so they were they were trying to pound a little bit in the second half. I felt like they went away from it early mm-hmm. too quickly, right? And you, yeah. you uh, the three of us were talking about it on the air and off the air too. Jake mm-hmm. Rudin, who has the plays scripted, and look, what were we saying all off season? You know, we we sort of developed this Jake Gruden theme, like oh, Jake Gruden in Jacksonville. This could yeah. really turn their offense around. Uh, two things about their offense: we had a lot of places to go today on Texans Monday, Johnny. But let's start here. I I expected a little more out of Minshew than I saw. I yep. thought he would be further along in his development. I was I, I can't say I was disappointed because they're in the division, but you know he's <laughs> he's an easy guy to like. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like Minshew, I thought you were better than this, and he threw for yeah. three hundred. Don't look at the numbers, folks. I mean the numbers are still going to look pretty good for him. I, I don't have his season stats in front of me. He was completing over seventy percent of his passes. He was thirty-one of forty-nine yesterday. Quarterback rating ninety-four. Uh, didn't throw a pick, but we all saw what we saw. There mm-hmm. were throws that were not made that could have been right. made yesterday. Mm-hmm. And when you, when the running game, you know, early in the game, they start doing cutesy stuff instead of just trying to pound the ball a little bit. Because right. what is the Texans' weakness going in? Dead last against the run in the National Football League. Why don't you try to exploit that a little bit, Jaguars? Mm-hmm. And I was glad they didn't because the Texans rose to the occasion. You mentioned McKinney being out. I thought it was going to be a, a crucial factor right there because that was a BMAC kind of game. He's got to go play smash mouth with Robinson, and they never really needed to do it. The guy, how about Terrell Adams, double digit yep. tackles, best game yeah, of his I career? Was, yeah, I was I was going to bring that up because I thought Terrell played fantastic. And and here's one for you, Mark. How well did Terrell Adams play, and how much of a fit is he? Who check your your play log and see who was on the field. I think every down of the game yesterday. That was every Terrell Adams. Every down of the game. Really? I think almost every down of the game. And, and maybe it wasn't every down. But you know who wasn't? And that was Zach Cunningham. Now, look, Zach played well. And Zach is still dealing with a groin thing. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But when Terrell Adams is on the field, just so we're clear about how important this guy is, Terrell Adams wears the green dot. The green dot signifies the one player that listens to the defensive coordinator. Mm. And even in Tampa Bay last year, when he started, he had the green dot. Terrell yeah. Adams calls the defense when he's on the field. It's like BMAC does. Adams does it. And he made a number of big plays. But I think one of the things that was maybe one of the bigger plays, and Mark, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Landry Locker and John Lopez, nobody talking about guy. But one of the biggest plays I thought, to your point about kind of going away from the run, 
I think it was kind of twofold because the Texans got a got a two score lead in the second half, but yeah, Terrell the shot the Terrell shot the gap on a run to the right side, and just I mean to like a shot, and it was I think a, I think it was like a four yard loss or something like that, and I just remember I'm watching Robinson to kind of see what the play is and how it's developing. And all of a sudden, 50 just shows up out of nowhere and smashes him. And I'm thinking, did that, combined with, okay, maybe the game's getting away a little bit, we need to throw this thing, Was were those two things kind of working in concert? Like, now we're having trouble blocking them up front. They're having easy run-throughs and tackling us for a loss. Maybe we need to start chucking this thing because it's starting to get away. I, I don't know. But I know that play was a huge play because it's one of those where you just saw instincts, speed, and physicality kind of all coming together he's with a guy a good that player. He is a really good player. He he's a really start good player. For a ton of teams, you know. I mean, the Texans. Yeah. You have you have McKinney and Cunningham. These are these are good linebackers. These are Pro Bowlers, mm-hmm. right? And they make a lot of money. Yep. So it's yep. hard for Adams to get on the field you know, a lot unless somebody gets hurt. And I mean, this is a guy that you absolutely have to have in case those other two are dinged up, which was the case yesterday. Absolutely. Tell me this now. You mentioned Cooks. And what he this is his best game in four years. I mean, Brandon mm-hmm. Cook, and he's had some good games. It's not like oh, <laughs> yeah. he, just, he was uh, Rip Van Winkle for the last four years. Okay, Brandon Cooks has made some noise. Yeah. I know last year wasn't his best year, but this guy's an elite receiver. He really is. I mean, look, he's he's not a top five guy, but he's in that next tier of guys. And you saw it yesterday. I was so glad the fans got to see. This is why they have Cooks. He's yep. that good, man. Look, he's not a huge target. He's not six four. He's not Randy Moss. He's not 50-50 ball guy, but he can torch you, and he did yesterday to them. That fourth down play was a thing of beauty. 161 yards for Cooks on eight catches. I was loving that, and Cobb is pretty consistent this year. He gives you another six for 47. I mean, this he's the leading receiver. I mean, well, he had Fuller. Um, Fuller, by the way, Johnny, I mean, here we go. 27 games played with Watson, 17 touchdown connections <laughs> between those two guys. And he, I'll pull up the number later, but in his first, I think it's, I'm going to get this wrong, Omar from PR is going to be mad at me, but I think it's the first 47 games, he has the same amount of touchdowns as DeAndre Hopkins uh, did in his. Like, he's a touchdown scorer. That's what Fuller is. The problem with Fuller, guess what? Breaking news, the problem has been the health situation, but knock wood, knock anything you can, he's out there more often than not right now. And you are seeing what this group of receivers can accomplish. And, I, Johnny, I'm okay if one guy's kind of quiet one week and, you know, somebody else yeah. is loud or whatever. But, you know, this is what you need to get some consistency going here in, in the passing game production, obviously running game as well, because they feed off each other, as Romeo Cornell pointed out after the game. But, you know, I was really liking what I was seeing in that department. And how can you not like 359 from Deshaun in a win? Yeah, you're right about the, the spreading the wealth a little bit. I have no problem with the, the one guy being the guy this week, another guy being the guy next week. That's that's what we talked about all offseason with this receiving group. That's the way it's going to be, and that should make it a, a pretty lethal combination once everybody kind of gets in sync with one another. And I know Brandon talked about that in his presser on Friday, but just getting in sync with Deshaun. And it felt like yesterday was, was in sync. But you were going to have that. You know, Fuller had – you know, a big day against the Chiefs. Cooks had a big day yesterday. They've kind of, you know, Cobb had a big day at Pittsburgh. Each one of them's had 95-plus yards in a game. All You know, all three of those guys, uh, Cobb, Cooks, Fuller. 
You know, Kenny's made some plays this year. Uh, you know, he has a touchdown uh, against the Vikings last week on fourth down, which was a huge, massive play. He has a big third down catch yesterday that gets a first down. Um, so uh, the, I, don't, I have absolutely no problem with them spreading the wealth and the fact they don't have, like, a bona fide number one. But if it's kind of like a game of whack-a-mole, like, you know, hey, we're going to stop Fuller because last week he was great. Defenses are thinking this. But wait a second. Oh, there goes Cooks. Oh, we got to, you know, pop him down. Oh, Cobb's having a game. I don't mind that. But what we can't have, Mark, is sort of like Kansas City or sort of like Minnesota, where one guy has eight for 112, as Fuller did against Kansas City, but you really didn't get a ton of impact from Cobb and Cooks. And then Vikings, you know, you get contributions. Will has a really solid game, I think six for 108 and a touchdown. But then you you got goose eggs from Brandon. Now, I know for a receiver, I understand for a receiver, a lot of it is dependent on, you know, quarterback, coverage, protection. I mean, I so I get it. Sometimes it's just not part of the game plan for whatever reason. But I think you're best when you have a day like yesterday where you have Cooks had 12 targets and he had eight catches. Cobb, six catches. Fuller, four. Um, you know, Kenny had one catch. And I think that I'm fine with. But you can't have one guy with 10 for 100, yeah, but then nobody, nobody else really shows up. Spread well, the wealth and you're good. All right, so not to be injury excuse guy, but I'm about to be. Go ahead. I'm, you know, I'm curious to see how the universe would look very different last week had Aikens mm-hmm. not gotten hurt at the end of yeah. the half. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a big miss for them because you, as you talk about all these receivers and whack-a-mole yep. for the defense and all of that, he's he's emerged as a factor. I mean, a big factor, and I think he's he's a big target. He's a best friend for Watson. Third down or whatever down where he where he needs something. Yep. He was going to Aikens a lot. Then he gets hurt. And the world is different. Now, Fells was great yesterday with the uh, 44-yard touchdown. I mean, yeah. I was like, get there. Get, yep. get to the end He zone. was lumbering, man. He was going, though. They didn't, they didn't catch him. And, Mark, I, I, let me tell you, when, when Bill O'Brien was fired, of course, we start, you know, there's a million thoughts. And one of them that comes forth is, okay, well, what will Tim Kelly do with this offense? I can't remember – that specific play scheme coming in, but Mark, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was a cover three, if I remember correctly. It was a cover three, and basically they played high-low with it, and they knew that the underneath defenders would be drawn in by what they saw in front of them. And so so Timmy had Stills run, like, just kind of button hook about, I don't know, 10 yards. That drew Jared Wilson. So Wilson starts moving forward. Fells then just kind of replaces him down the field. So it's like a high-low concept, basically. And then he fires it to Stills, or fires it to Fells. What's awesome about that, go back and watch that play. Because as soon as Kenny sees Deshaun throw the ball, he throws his hands up in the air like a touchdown. Because they knew. They knew the coverage, and they knew that if the safety reacted that way and Kenny didn't get the, the target, then Fells was going to be wide open. That's exactly what it was. I'm it was sure a great I, play scheme. It was awesome. I'm sure I heard Watson say UCLA because that's an old basketball play. You want to talk high-low, Fells standing there in the that, high post, taking a pass, and then going to the basket and dunking it, okay? I'm sure he did yeah. that many times in his overseas pro basketball career, and he dunked it yesterday with a 44-yard run yeah, and catch for a touchdown. All right, a lot to get to with this. And by the way, Johnny and I have Tim Kelly on the coaches' show tonight. Long visit with the offensive Ooh. coordinator, so that's going to be fun. It's the coaches show at five, and it's going to be different. The coaches show, ladies and gentlemen. And the general is coming. A lot of ranks 
going on. And the general high-ranking official is next. John McClain will join us on Texans Monday. Now, Houston Methodist brings you Texans Monday. You know it happens every single week. And you know that no matter who you are, sometimes you need medical attention. And just like the professional athletes, student athletes can get injured on the field. And Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is hosting sports injury clinics for Houston area student athletes on Saturdays across the greater Houston area. Log on to HoustonMethodist.org slash athlete for more information. The official health care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Methodist Leading Medicine. It's Texans Monday. Back with more of Texans Monday in a moment. Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. The Houston Texans are proud to partner with Kroger and the Houston Food Bank to tackle hunger in Houston. Huddle Against Hunger, presented by Kroger, is a free, downloadable curriculum that includes activities designed to teach empathy and understanding around hunger in elementary, middle, and high school students, parents, and teachers. Join the huddle now by visiting HoustonTexans.com slash Huddle Against Hunger. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. More Texans Radio is on the way. Ronnie Flatten, CTO and owner of CT Integrations, and this is our story. The business was great, and we were in a growth mode. When the pandemic hit, we had a lot of uncertainty, but with AMG's support, we were able to get through it. Being able to help somebody come out of a crisis is truly gratifying. Fifteen jobs saved with their families, and that impacts a whole lot of people. AMG Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Texans fans, if your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, 
you'll score a free jumbo jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? There is positive energy everywhere, yes, even this year. Reliant and the Houston Texans are powering a brighter future for students across the city. Through the Scholarship for Champions program, they've committed over a half million dollars to make college dreams a reality for Houston students. And this season, they're helping students connect to the classroom with the technology, tools, and programming they need to truly succeed. Reliant is proud to give back to our hometown and invest in our future leaders because kids will power a brighter future for all of us. Reliant is proud to be the official energy provider of the Houston Texans. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In the Texans' first win of the year. Fourth and one, Jaguars at the Houston 8. The defense stepped up. Adams is there to make the stop, and the ball is out, and the Texans have it. First two takeaways of the season. First win of the season. Guys are flying all over the place, making plays. And that's 1-0 in life without Bill O'Brien. Houston bounces back big. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play Don't miss a moment of your Houston Texans 365 days a year. Download the Houston Texans mobile app. Fourth down and four at the Jacksonville 28 split backs. Watson in the gun. Two receivers left, one to the right side. Here's the snap to Deshaun. Throws over the middle. Got a man. First down, Cooks. Left side, 15, 10, 5. He's in. Touchdown, Houston. On fourth down, 28 yards. The hesitation by Cooks just froze everybody, and yep. that's what Brandon Cooks can do for you. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you, and uh, let's bring in him now as uh, maybe I took a break a little early, so what, Johnny? Okay, here we go. John McClain, <laughs> the general from the Houston Chronicle. I, I'll explain what happened, but maybe I won't. All right, so, that's John, right. good morning and thoughts. What a wild week this was, and to get the win on Sunday was in context, big for this organization. Good morning. So you had to go bad, huh? <laughs> What's that? No, 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 no. It wasn't like that. My the com- the time on my computer didn't match up because I wasn't hooked up to the VPN, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But now well, first of We're all, good. it's always good to get a victory, and too bad they can't play Jacksonville every week because the Jaguars are bad. Jacksonville's <laughs> defense, of course, was missing three starters. Three of their best players, plus they had Jones kicked out for hitting uh, Cooks in the head. What impressed me the most was the defense because Jacksonville came in averaging 24.4 points a game. They kept them to 10.4 points fewer than the Jaguars at average. James Robinson, their rookie running back, had 285 yards. He was averaging 4.8 yards a carry, and he had three touchdowns. He had 13 for 48, and after the first two series, on the last eight possessions, he had 15 yards. And, of course, that ill-fated Wildcat 
call of a fourth down in which he fumbled and J.J. White recovered for the first turnover of the season. So the defense has gone from 32nd against the run to 30th. The offense has gone from 32nd in rushing to 30th. And I tell you something that that may be the most impressive of all the statistics is the Texans wanted to throw the ball down the field more. Guess who is second in the NFL in average yards per attempt with 8.9 per pass play? Watson. Number one is Jared Goff, 9.03. So that was 8.90. If he could keep that up, would shatter his career high. And uh, so, it, indeed, they're taking advantage of that speed. But, man, what great touch Watson had on a couple of those throws down the sideline to Cooks. Well, I can't wait to talk to Tim Kelly tonight on the Coach's Show, John. But your overall impression of the offense, Tim guiding it without Bill looking over his shoulder or anything kind of in the way, what do you think of the way the offense functioned and what do you think of Tim's performance calling those plays yesterday? It was the most yards they'd had since his Atlanta game last season in which Watson threw, threw five touchdown passes. And what, they had 52 or 53 points against the Falcons. 53. So that was the most most yards since then. And uh, there was a lot of things they did that was the best since they did it last season when they were going well. Fewest yards allowed rushing, the total yards they, they had. So they got to be happy with that. One interception was tipped at the line of scrimmage. The other was tipped by the DB, Jones, Sidney Jones, and then returned. And so I thought, and, and it's easy to say this, but it's a fact. Tim Kelly and Anthony Weaver had their best games. Now they got to keep it up, and we'll get much better barometer about where this team is going to go when they play at Tennessee in the next game. And that's going to be interesting, John, because Tennessee plays tomorrow night, so it's a short week for them. Plenty of time to recover, obviously. It's like a, it's not quite a Thursday game. It's actually better than a Thursday game, time in between games. But what about their situation? I think it's important to get to this because it affects the whole league, and apparently the positive they had yesterday is, is irrelevant in the sense that this person has not been around the rest of the team. But what a bizarre situation, General. It is, and I'm thinking, Mark, it's not going to be the only one we're going to see as they get into colder weather. The doctors have told us for months that uh, COVID-19 is going to be worse in the winter, just like the flu and colds and everything else. And so it's coming, and the league is doing everything it can right now not to have that 18th week, but they're going to have to because there's just going to be too many. There's already, I think, yesterday, nine schedule changes that mm-hmm. uh, teams that have been forced to be made already. So you can imagine what it's going to be like toward the end of the season. And the Titans haven't been in their facility. I did. I, get, I guess they went back yesterday and had a short practice. That's the first time in, in uh, a long time since they've been back. Everything else they've been doing remotely, except for those illegal practices, that they're going to get really, really penalized for. But you know what it means? Uh, Say for this game Tuesday night, it means Derrick Henry is well-rested. And one of the things, the offshoots of the COVID-19 situation, when you have games that are delayed, it helps injured players get healthy. 
And people don't talk about that, but that's a fact. The longer you go that you don't play, the healthier your team is going to be when it does play. So just like the Titans, they, they've beaten three teams so far, I think by two, three, and one point. And that includes Denver, Minnesota, and Jacksonville. And those teams all have a terrible record. A much bigger barometer for the Titans going against the Bills, who are made to me the most surprising team in the league. The Bills have done a great job since losing that wild card game here. They're they're trying to win the AFC South and be a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I thought this year, John, with the COVID situation, I I didn't think that coaches would get a pass. But I didn't see two coaches and two GMs being fired by week five this year. So I ask you this question. Houston, Atlanta, which job for a GM, which job for a head coach is more attractive? The Texans have been more stable through their history as far as head coaches. Dom Capers lasted five years, considering he arrived a year early. Uh, Gary Kubiak was three games shy of his eighth season. Bill O'Brien fired four games into his seventh season. So it's got stability. It's got Deshaun Watson. As owners that want to spend, will spend a lot of money and want to know what's going on, but will let the general manager and the coach do their job. Now, Arthur Blank is the same way. These are both really attractive jobs. It's not like it's Cleveland that's employed four coaches in four years and may finally have gotten it turned around. And the Bengals or some of the Detroit, where everybody thinks they're going to fire Matt Patricia, or the Giants or the Jets, all these teams that seem to have a lot of problems and owners don't have a lot of stability with their coaches. I'm kind of surprised they fired the general manager, Thomas Dimitrov. He'd been there 12 years. And think about it. If Kyle Shanahan had called one different play in the Super Bowl, and they might have beaten the Patriots. When did Instead, the Patriots had the greatest Super Bowl comeback in history. And uh, But – when you when you start the way the Falcons started last year and Quinn saved his job and Arthur Blank decided to go one more and then they've just been awful. And so I'm not surprised he was fired, but I am surprised that general manager Thomas Dimitrov got it at this point too. Well, it's funny because with O'Brien's situation, with it happening so early, do you think it just opened the floodgates for, for possibilities? And you start looking around the league. I mean, Adam Gase is – I mean, he's got to be walking the plank at some point. And, you know, I hate to say that about somebody's career, but he'll get a job as a coordinator or something like that. But did the Texans sort of start something here a little bit earlier than a lot of people anticipated? I I don't think so. I'll tell you one thing that that's interesting to me. The Texans have done an outstanding job on the COVID-19 pandemic because they've yet to have anybody test positive. You need, we keep thinking it's inevitable, and I think it will be, but somebody will test positive, and then they go from there. But they've done a great job, and Bill O'Brien's a big part of that. Jack Easterby, of course, the doctors, the medical people, they've all contributed and overseen that, and the same thing in Atlanta. So sometimes you think getting rid of your coach and GM, Arthur Blank has, a, has somebody there 
that he's confident can run that show for them and be the next coach and maybe get them turned around. They've got a really good quarterback in place too. He's a lot older than Deshaun Watson, but that's, that is a very attractive job. You know, give me a Houston and Atlanta over Detroit and the Jets and the Giants and some of those teams that, that it's inevitable that they'll be changing. John McClain, I want to go back to yesterday and make you coach McClain. 23-14, fourth and four. Field goal puts you up 26-14. It's still a two-score game at that particular moment. A different type of two-score game, but just a two-score game. Fourth and four. Romeo Cornell went for it. What would you have done? Well, I'd like to say that I'm a riverboat gambler like <laughs> Romeo was yesterday, but I'm not. Considering how well Kami Fairbairn has been kicking nine in a row since that opening miss from, I think, 51 at Kansas City, I would have kicked the field goal. But when you do it, you know, some days you're the bug, some days you're the windshield. And in this case, Romeo was the windshield. It worked to perfection. Watson threw a good slant route. And, man, did, did Cooks turn on the Jets. The only person close to him was Kenny Stills. And he did a good job of getting out of the way. So players love that. They love it when the coaches go for it and it works, as opposed to Doug Marone going for it with a wildcat. Everybody oh. thinks he was going <laughs> to throw the ball, and then he's just getting killed locally and nationally for that. So he's the bug today. And I tell you what, I said on the Chronicles TV show, Texas Sports Nation, that comes on after Sports Sunday on Channel 2 every Sunday night, that if you don't love Romeo Cornell, you don't love Santa Claus. You know, and, and at the players, of course, really like Romeo and respect him. And that's why I wrote last week, if I'm the new coach, I don't care who it is, I'm asking Romeo to stay. I want him on this on this staff because of his expertise, his experience, his personality, his respect. And I would say, Romeo, I want you as my assistant head coach in sounding board. I'll tell you what, I, I think you're right. The players have to love that because the third down play wasn't so hot. And, you know, Watson's kind of starting to walk off. And what a boost. I mean, the spring in his step, being out there for fourth down and throwing that pass to Brandon Cooks. I mean, that has to help your football team. John, Far be it from me. I mean, I never thought it would be the case where I'd say, well, uh, the Colts are off to a good start, but we've got Cleveland to take care of them, and the Browns did it. They're 4-1, 32-23 to over the Colts yesterday, and the Colts' defense had been going good. Browns put up 32 points, 17 in the second quarter. Cleveland looks pretty good to me, but let's just stick with the Colts situation right now. Your thoughts? They're 3-2. and two. They lost that first game to Jacksonville. They bounced back. They had the NFL's number one defense. Their offense have not been playing really well. Their offensive line is not playing anywhere near what it should be, considering it's supposed to be one of the top two or three in the NFL. And Phillip Rivers is struggling. And uh, the Browns, after getting creamed in that first game, at Baltimore, have bounced back under Kevin Stefanski. I tweeted last night: "Is is the, what a great coaching job Matt Rule's doing in Carolina? He's won three in a row in what should be a rebuilding year." And I thought yeah. at the time, saying, "Is there any coach doing a better job?" And all the Browns fans would step up. But Cleveland is loaded with talent on both sides of the ball. Start. I mean, they've got talent in the offensive line at wide receiver, at tight end, at quarterback, and pass rush so i'm not as surprised by them as i am by the panthers and uh in indy 
you know, I, I, if the Texans could win at Tennessee, where they won last year, and it could have won a year before, and they got got beat on a fake punt touchdown pass. So they won there before. If they somehow could win there to be two and four with the best team in the NFC, and really with Kansas City losing, I think the best team in the NFL be number one on everybody's boards. That would be Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I think people would really get fired up about that game in this situation. But right now, they just need to win one, another one, and that would be against the Titans because those victories count too. John, football's a kind of weird deal. Yesterday, Alex Smith, after 17 or 18 surgeries and almost two years of game action, finally gets back in a game after the sack that happened against us, and his ankle is just a mangled mess. And But he finally gets back yesterday, and it was so good. They showed his wife and family in the stands, and they were just going crazy. And there's been so much about what his wife did to help him get through. It's just an incredible story. And then just a few hours later, we see Dak Prescott have an injury that was Mm. about as grotesque as Alex Smith's was, Mm. and we see Dak leave the game. But for Dallas' sake, the Red Rifle comes in and saves that (laughs) game for Dallas with what Andy Dalton did yesterday. It's a weird way that football works in that sense that Alex Smith comes back and then we lose Dak Prescott, unfortunately. But the Cowboys have a pretty capable backup in Andy Dalton what do you think their prospects are now that he takes over for seemingly the rest of the year? Let me go back to Alex Smith. He didn't have those problems because of the injury when J.J. Watt and Kareem Jackson tackled it. He had to, he had all those problems because of the infection that got in his knee yeah. and his leg. So that people see, oh, man, he had 17 surgeries because of that terrible broken leg, but that wasn't it. It was because of the infection. Now, if Dak Prescott – can avoid infection, he'll be back because they fix these injuries. These doctors know what they're doing. The rehab specialists know what they're doing. There's no doubt he'll be back. Maybe harder for him to get a long-term contract. Uh, but if they bring him back as a franchise player, he's going to end up in a 40-something millions. And I think they paid Andy Dalton a lot of money to be a backup, and this is the reason. They thought they'd never have to play him. He comes in, they went on that field goal on the last play of the game. That defense is awful. It's the worst Cowboys defense I've ever seen going back when I watched their first season in 1960 when I was eight years old. They are terrible. (laughs) And now – they're going to have to try to keep outscoring teams, and I don't know if they can do that with Andy Dalton like they did Dak Prescott. So everybody wishes Dak the very best best on his recovery, but he will recover, and hopefully he will not have all that infection that caused Alex Smith to, to have one of the worst situations in sports history. All right, General, thanks so much for the time this morning. We appreciate it, as always. We'll catch up later in the week. Thank you guys very much. Stay safe. All right, you too. John McClain joining us. Okay, COVID has messed with the Titans. Schedule, they'll play tomorrow, and the Texans are there on Sunday. So a very strange week in the NFL. We'll talk about this and talk more about the victory yesterday, the fourth down play, all of it. It's coming up, and Andre Ware at 9 on Texans Monday, presented by Houston Methodist. Your Texans live here on Texans Radio.
Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO. People will take note of your sunny disposition, Sagittarius. That's because you just switched to GEICO and discovered you could save hundreds of dollars a year on car insurance. However, your newfound inner glow may prompt unfounded rumors. Did you get a promotion? Or you want a juice cleanse? Did they give you too much anesthesia at your dentist appointment? Your secret is safe with us, Sagittarius. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. For the fifth consecutive year, Whataburger and the Houston Texans are teaming up to raise money for the Houston Food Bank. From now until October 26th, any customer who donates a dollar while visiting Whataburger will receive a thank you coupon for a free Whataburger with purchase of a medium fry and 32-ounce drink. Make sure to stop by your hometown Whataburger today to donate and help the Houston Texans and Whataburger provide much-needed funds to support the nearly 1.1 million food-insecure people in the Houston community. Find a massive selection of new and certified pre-owned Hyundais at Ron Carter Hyundai, a better way to buy. Test drive any vehicle at Ron Carter Hyundai and get $250 in gift cards. Buy any vehicle and get $500 in gift cards. Sell them your car. There'll be any offer by $500 or get $500. Plus, get Hyundai Assurance, America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Gulf Freeway, just two miles south of the Beltway. RonCarterHyundai.com. See dealer website for gift card and trade-in details. Houston's veteran sports director, Randy McAvoy, and KBRC2 Sports. All over the teams you love. The only station with Sports Sunday. A weekly show featuring an in-depth look at the sports world. Plus, Texans game day. A weekly one-on-one with a Texans head coach. And Houston's longest-running high school football show, Friday Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from the sidelines of the week's biggest high school matchups. KBRC2, Houston home for all things sports. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. The Texans beat the Jags. If we're being real with each other, regardless of who the opponent is, they did what in the hell they were supposed to do, and they did it for four quarters, and they did it at a high level. They adjusted well, they had a plan, and they executed it. And those are things that we can't say have been the case for four quarters the first month of this season. Let's not sell this game short. That was a step in the right direction. Insider access, exclusive content, Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. In all times, critical infrastructure binds us together. Burns and McDonald is proud to partner with communities in Houston and throughout the world to build and maintain the vital links that move us all forward. Together, we're rising to the moment. We're Burns and McDonald, and we're on call through it all. 
BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. That's BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. Texans fans, did you know Houston is home to North America's largest environmental solutions company? Waste management serves more than 21 million customers and employs over 45,000 people. From trash and recycling collection to renewable energy, we're working hard for a sustainable tomorrow. Join the other hometown team at Waste Management. Go to careers.wm.com to learn more about opportunities with the official environmental services provider of the Houston Texans. That's careers.wm.com. Whether in your neighborhood, through a park, or on a treadmill, join Houston Texans fans all over the nation as we virtually run together for our Running of the Bulls 5K presented by HEB or Toro's Kids 1K presented by Texas Children's Hospital. Run or walk your favorite course any day and any time between November 1st through 8th and get race swag like a 2020 t-shirt, medal, and more. All proceeds will be donated to help youth in Houston. Your race, your way. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com run. Ash run. Ash run. Ash Now, back to more coverage of what happened and what happens next. It's Texans Monday, presented by Houston Methodist. First down at the Jaguars' 19-yard line. And Watson fakes the give to David Johnson. Steps to his left. Throws inside the five. He has Fuller. He stands up. He runs in. Touchdown, Houston. 19 yards to Will for Deshaun Watson. Wow, Fuller got up so fast. I mean, to be that athletically gifted, Johnny, where you can fall down and like whoop, just pop right up. And it, look, people might not appreciate that because it happens so quickly. But you're watching athletes all the time. You're like, yeah, whatever, you know. But these guys are superhuman to yeah. to be down and just pop right up and go in. Like if I tried that, like half of my body would still be inside the five-yard line somewhere. I just couldn't do that. Um, what a tremendous player he is. And, you know, it's very interesting with these receivers. You know, I, I know that it's it's um, impossible to avoid the topic of the elephant in the room when you're evaluating the 2020 Houston Texans as far as Hopkins and everything mm-hmm. and what he's doing in Arizona. And clearly, and, and you saw it yesterday, I was so glad that the fans could see what a good group this is and how mm-hmm. deep a group this is. Uh, and I think that you and I touched on it. What you're seeing is Deshaun Watson, and it's going to take, you know, we, we were hoping it would happen instantly, but it's going to take a while for him to sort of, you know, work with the ensemble and decide who he wants to go to in what situation and who's available at this time versus that time. And we mentioned Akins, who he was getting very comfortable with and not being available because he was uh, knocked out of the game last week and he still has an ankle as well as the concussion to deal with. Let's hope he can get back on Sunday. But uh, we're seeing the balance unfold, if you will, the schedule lighten up. Uh, but there's nothing light about going to Nashville and having to take on the Tennessee Titans. We know that. Yeah. I don't care if they're on two days rest, four or five days rest, whatever. Whatever happens tomorrow night, this is a relatively early season showdown. Johnny, if they win it, I hate to ask the question, are they back? Are they back in it? But I think if they win it, uh, they they keep themselves going. They keep themselves alive for possibilities down the stretch. The Packers come in here after that. Who knows what happens with them? They are playing lights-out football. But what an opportunity the Texans have to really yeah, – I mean, we talked about the Jags restarted their season. This really restarts their season. They would be 2-0 in the division and take it from there. Yeah, that's what – that's all you can do. You just play the next game. The one in front of you, 
And it just happens to be the team right now that's atop your division. And it's been a big game the last uh, last three years in particular. Uh, it's always a big game, but there was that time period where the Titans kind of went into hibernation, you know, 14, 15, those two years. And then came back a little bit in 16 and then 17. Um, you know, they I think they ended up going to the playoffs in 17, and then they went to the AFC Championship last year. So it's a good, it's another great measuring stick game. Where are you in the division? How how do you fare in the division? And you're playing another good team on the road, and you now got to win at home, and now you got to get get your W on the road. Uh, but as you're talking about the the pass receivers, and and uh, then you mentioned Jordan Akins, I was like, man, Jordan Akins is Andy Gibb, you know, because Andy Gibb was like the solo act, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Cooks, Cobb, and and Fuller, and Stills are the BGs. You know what I mean? So like Akins is like the solo act that kind of you know he's part of the family, but he sings his own songs. And they're hits because yeah, he's a he's a tight end. They're hits. Shadow yeah. dancing. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I just want to be your everything. All right. These were big hits by Andy Gibb. And actually, actually written by his brothers. I mean, these guys are see the song. Don't see? don't go BGs on me. All right. I mean, yeah. I'm Led Zeppelin guy here, but I respect. Some of the greatest pop songwriters in the history of the genre. That's the Bee Gees, okay? They wrote Islands in the it. Stream with Dolly and Kenny. They wrote Islands in the Stream. I mean, it's I, ridiculous, the stuff they wrote. I knew you would get it. I knew you okay. would understand. That's exactly right. that's exactly what it is. But it's, you talk about ensemble. You know, then you know, the one guy that, that we didn't mention in there is, you know, Darren Fells. You know, when Aikens goes down, look, we know what Fells is. Fells is a, a much bigger, more physical player, but he's not as twitchy as Jordan is out in the passing game. There are some things that you don't do with, with Darren that you do do with Aikens. But when Aikens goes down, is not able to play in this game due to the concussion, and I think he's also dealing with the ankle as well, so hopefully he can get right by next Sunday because we're going to see a really good tight end on the other side. Actually, two of them in Ferkser and Johnny Smith. That's the one I was referring to. But Fells does different things, and then he comes through yesterday, and you think, okay, well, Aikens is the guy that we typically throw these you know, seam routes to, these longer routes to. There's Fells catching that long route and then sprinting on into the end zone and beating Josh Smith there for the 44-yarder. So, look, they've got, like you said, it's an, on, it's an ensemble cast. It's almost like Wu-Tang. You know, you just got all these different guys that can come in and do it. They're not a singular rapper. They're not Nas. It's like they've got RZA and uh, ODB, and they got all these different, you know, you know, parts of the group, if you will. Some people don't like that. Some people don't like these ensemble groups. Some people are like, look, I just, the solo acts, that's just, I'm, I'm all about that. Mm. Um, but that's what they've gone with this year is more of the ensemble piece. And right now, as of yesterday, and I think throughout this year, I mean, we've seen, you know, Deshaun Watson in Pittsburgh, he had a tremendous first half, and he was really, you know, spinning it to all of his guys out there that particular day. You know, yesterday was a great example of that, getting it to Cooks, to Fuller, um, and it fell three touchdowns there, um, but also Randall coming up with four or five catches as well in the game. So we've seen this ensemble piece really uh, make an impact this year for this offense. It just all round, you couldn't put all the pieces together. You were having turnovers that killed you. Well, yesterday, the defense saved you on the two turnovers you had. Well, Stephen Hauschka saved you on one of them. Um, but the defense uh, stiffened on the other one, and so – you you got you got some help from your defense in saving you a little bit with those turnovers, and then the defense went out and got turnovers itself. Now the first one, it's a fourth down, so it was going to be a turnover on downs anyways. But the second one was a legit one, 
And Mark, I'm going to say this. Just to get the ball out, that broke the seal the first one. It did. I I know what you mean. It did. You stop them, you get the ball anyway, but to get it out was big, I thought, in that instance. And punish the the Jags for such a ridiculous call. But the reaction (laughs) on the sideline was like, it was, that to me is what mattered. When I looked at the sideline after that turnover, you felt like it was this this air lifted, like, we got one. Oh, my God. You know, it was really, it was interesting to see. Since Watt entered the league, he has more fumble recoveries than any other human. I mean, more fumble recoveries than any human being on planet Earth since he entered the league. So we get the fumble on the second one. Mm -hmm. And, Mark, as I'm watching, and I noticed it yesterday, J.J. went inside. When J.J. moves inside to rush, I think the entire pass rush is that much better. And that's where they ended up getting the sack. I think when J.J. goes inside, first of all, he's hard to handle inside. I know that the stats, when you look at the numbers, the numbers don't say that J.J. played a great game. He played a great game yesterday. Yeah, he and, really and you know played a really and good game yesterday. It enabled his teammates to show up, too, because yes. like what you said, the edges, yes. you know, you have Martin in the game, you have Whitney doing mm-hmm. things. He had another sack yesterday, three on the year. All right, let's get to Andre Weir next, talk about Watson, talk about the Titans, talk about some other things. How about coaching candidates? Because uh, this is this is shaping up to be very interesting. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to follow all year long. It's Texans Monday, presented by Houston Methodist. There's another hour of Texans Talk on the way on Texans Radio. With Houston Methodist Virtual Urgent Care, you can skip the drive and the waiting room and connect to our board-certified providers from your computer, tablet, or mobile phone. Virtual urgent care visits are available 24-7, no appointment needed, even on weekends and holidays. Now you can get the same trusted care you expect from Houston Methodist, wherever you are, whenever you need us. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community. Hey, Texans fans, count on Fox Sports Southwest for wall-to-wall Texans coverage. Make sure you're watching Texans Game Day on Fox Sports Southwest for wall-to-wall Texans pregame coverage. And you can always catch up with up-to-the-minute Houston Texans reports and showtimes on FoxSportsSouthwest.com. There's no other fan like a Texans fan, and there's no other network delivering Texans football like the team at Fox Sports Southwest. Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our picks for six? <laughs> it's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the picks for six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's Houston. Woo-hoo! Yeah! 
We're here in Energy Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So what are you guys cheering about? We're celebrating Dyke and opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston. Yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already and still growing. Wow, those are some winning Dykin stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans. On three, two, one, Dykin! Air intelligence! At Brookside Equipment Sales, equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere, and we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com. At Brookside Equipment Sales, we're tough enough to cut it. More Texans radio in spectacular fashion is on the way. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Texans fans, the 2020 NFL season is finally here and the race to Super Bowl 55 in Tampa is officially underway. Be there when it all ends with an official Super Bowl 55 ticket package from NFL On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL. Don't wait to secure verified game tickets, all-inclusive pregame hospitality complete with appearances from some of the biggest names in football and so much more. Visit NFLOnLocation.com today and secure the football experience of a lifetime. What makes Ford F-Series the best in Texas? Just listen to the folks who drive them. Ford is by far ahead of any other competitor out there. The technology that they put in the trucks, it's incredible. I love it as a family vehicle. I love the size and the space for my daughter. If you want reliable, dependable, and a good-looking truck, Ford's the way to go. I want to drive the leader. Ford F-Series, America's best-selling trucks and the best in Texas. Ford is the best in Texas. Texans fans, if your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. 
Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. KILT, KILTFMHD2 Houston. A radio.com sports station. And your home of the Houston Look Texans. Touchdown, Houston. Houston Sports Leader. Sports Radio 610. 610. 610. Back to the show that takes you inside the building the day after. It's Texans Monday. Presented by Houston Methodist, Geico, and by Papa John's Houston. On first down from the Jags 44, Deshaun calls for the ball. Here's the snap. Four-man rush. Watson stands in, throws over the middle. Hits fouls across the 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Rock and roll. Touchdown, Houston. 44 yards to Darren Fells. An explosive play in the first half of the Texans' victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mark Vandermeer, John Harris, and Andre Ware joining us now. Dre, Good morning. Just what the doctor ordered, a victory, and an offensive breakout game of sorts. How you doing, my friend? Good, man, good. Just trying to uh, grab some breakfast tacos this morning from my favorite place, Solis de Taco, and uh, just trying to graze a little bit. But uh, I have ran into a problem because they're closed today. So I ran, oh. flew all the way down there trying to get back in time. Oh no! This call and uh, yeah, to no no avail. They were closed, so I'm sorely disappointed. See, I do like this about you though, because I know that you've driven distances to get what you really want. Oh, yeah, you, have to, you know, if, you if it's to. on your mind and your taste buds are craving it. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, you you do what you got to do to get there. And uh, mm-hmm. I did that, and to uh, I didn't get rewarded for my hard work. Yeah, well, you gave them a plug, so well, that's one thing. Yeah, Dre, you're a lot like my son. My son um, has his particular breakfast taco place, and he'll yeah. ask for a breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which, by the way, breakfast for dinner, I'm all about it. Where Every you day. Oh, on no it. doubt. Okay. No, Sign doubt. Me up. no doubt. All right. No I love you that much more. Okay, just making yes. sure. Making no, sure. But no then they put, my, they put my son's favorite taco place on Favor and Uber Eats. Uh, forget about it. My, my yep. food bill the last couple of months has been through the roof. I get all these b- bags of tacos showing up at my door, and I'm like, Jack, did you? Yeah, he did. He did. Did it again. <laughs> it's good stuff, man. Good so stuff. So what, what do you think yesterday, Dre? Because, uh, look, the, the defense for the Jags, not the best in the world, and they were missing some guys. What about the Texans' defense and what they did to Jacksonville? Early on, we thought, ooh, ooh Robinson could be a big problem, but they, they contained him, and they did a nice job overall throughout the afternoon. Yeah, you know, when you start looking at we're, – we're privy to all the stuff pregame, who's playing, who's not, and you know, all that. And you see Josh Allen's not in the game, so they don't have a, a pass rusher. And then you start looking at the corners and who's out. So you figure, okay, this could be a big day because, you know, this isn't the Jacksonville that, that played earlier in the season or whatever, but this is one that you should take advantage of and you should win the football game. And they did exactly that. They went out, they played well on both sides of the ball and, uh, and took care of business. So it was what was needed at the time. Certainly they, uh, they, everybody I think contributed in a major way. When you talk about the receiving core, uh, David Johnson had a great, you know, had a solid game Deshaun had a great game. Uh, the tight ends contributed and, and uh, so on and so forth. Even the defense, on basically every level of the defense played uh, played solid, so it was it was a good overall win that was much needed and uh, at the at this time. 
Dre, we've seen every play of this team for the last uh, six-plus seasons, and we we know when this team has got some, some bounce to its step, we can tell when it's a little flat. What did you mm-hmm. sense yesterday just watching this team in the first game since uh, since uh, Romeo Cornell took over as interim head coach? What was kind of your sense of the vibe that they kind of had working yesterday? Yeah, it was actually what I noticed was not – game time or in game it was actually pre-game and I just wanted to see how the team would bounce around through warm-ups and uh, as they came out individually and then as a group and uh, they were dancing during stretch that you know there was a, t- a feel that was different uh, than in previous weeks and so uh, that's when I first noticed it and then they go out and they start you start playing a little bit you're jockeying for position within the game and and uh, once they were able to get a lead and, and start to play with some confidence, you, you could sense that what was about to happen. So uh, it, for me, it was well before the game even kicked off. You knew there was just a different vibe uh, that I hadn't seen in, war- in pregame warm-ups. Andre, it's so different for these assistant coaches. I mean, Bill O'Brien's gone. He hired them, and Romeo's great. I mean, Romeo has a wealth of experience. The guy is a natural leader. And to have him around is really perfect for this situation. But what about the situation? I always say it's in the best interest of everyone to win. I mean, everyone's careers will Mm -hmm. benefit no matter where they end up. But it's got to be a strange dynamic in the building right now for the coaches working with these players, uh, not knowing what the future holds for them. Yeah, and, you know, I was teasing you guys or toying with the idea. What if they ran off 12 in a row? (laughs) what do you do do then keep the band together baby yeah it's kind of hard to to move on from 12 wins in a row um but you're right he he is a natural leader he's been around this uh a time or two he's had the opportunity to kind of sit and take in how things were done and you assess it to where well you know i might not have done that that way or might not have talked to this person this way or, you know, he, he's not that kind of person. He, he engages everyone with a smile. And that's the thing that's contagious about Romeo Cornell is the smile at the initial greeting. And he just puts you at ease. And so it's easy to play for a guy like that. And plus, he knows when to turn it up, what buttons to push on certain players. You can't coach every player the same. And uh, I think he gets that. So uh, it is a calming presence that is much needed at the ver- at the perfect time. And I think yesterday's result was uh, was partly because of that. After the press conference, he says, well, yeah, I smile a lot. And I thought that was a good comment that <laughs> Romeo made um, in that stead. Deshaun Watts yesterday, Dre, looked very, very good in large part because of the protection in front of him. Now, there's no Yannick Ngakwe, and there will never be Yannick in Jacksonville again. But there was also no Josh Allen yesterday. Mm-hmm. So the pass rush was lacking a little bit for Jacksonville, yet – with all that being said, how do you think the pass protection was yesterday for Deshaun uh, against the Jags? No, I thought it was outstanding, and, and I think Deshaun can play better. I, I'm, I'll guarantee you right now, as he's gone over that film, based on what I saw yesterday, he's kind of kicking himself, uh, especially on an interception where he had uh, a check down to, to David Johnson where he threw into coverage, and it, it, the result was an interception. So there's more. Uh, that can be uh, that he can play better, even better than what he played yesterday. But I thought the pass protection was was outstanding. Uh, you're only you play against what you face, and that's what they faced, and they did the job needed uh, to to get things done yesterday. So uh, it was, as I mentioned, a, a great overall win across the board uh, for all of them. It was much needed. Uh, you 
<laughs> the the building's burning down and uh you got you know you can help put the flames out that's what uh that's what happened yesterday Dre, the Titans play the Bills tomorrow night, so the Texans scheduled to play the Titans on Sunday. I say scheduled because things are changing in the NFL. Denver and the Patriots got moved. Mm-hmm. And, and allow me to share some of this information with you guys. Yeah. that Denver and the Patriots will be played Sunday. KC Bills Week 6 moves to Thursday, uh, moves to Monday, October 19th. Jets in Miami, Week 10 moves to Week 6. Jets at the Chargers moves from Week 6 to Week 11. Jags at Chargers moves from Week 8 to Week 7. Stop me. Uh, the Chargers at the Broncos, Week 11 to Week 8. Chargers at Dolphins, Week 7 to Week 10. Boy, the Chargers are just getting – this is the barnstorming they team. Of, to them. Well, they had nothing it, happen to them. I know, but here's the deal. They, I was just going to say it like bluntly. They have no fans. No, they do have fans. But That's true. they're the they're the <laughs> L.A. Vagabond Chargers. They're a barnstorming team. You know, just, just put them anywhere you want. I mean, that's kind of how they get treated. And then you have Dolphins at Denver week 6 to week 11. A lot of changes already. And I, I bring all this up because strange times for sure. How does this affect players? Because you have a Tuesday night game, Dre, and then you play again on Sunday, and the Titans have barely practiced yesterday for the first time in a long time, legally anyway, and it's got to be strange for the players to deal with this. Yeah, I expected this more on the college level, certainly, than I did uh, on the NFL level, and obviously there have been some some reshuffling of the deck and games canceled and postponed and, and rescheduled and all of what goes into that. But I expected it much more on the collegiate level because, you know, as a pro, you kind of know what's at stake and you don't want it to shut down because obviously the guys that opted to play want to be paid and compensated and they want to play and compete. And so you think you do the best job possible, you know, that you can when then you find out guys are out at bars and, and parties and so on and so forth. Like it's, it's a normal time uh, in everybody's life. Well, th- you got to sacrifice and if you want to play, you want you you better sacrifice. And so this uh, the reshuffling of it. Once once you started to have positive tests, then the NFL is going to do what it can to uh, to obviously save a season by rescheduling games. So I get it, but uh, it's not going to be pretty. Uh, I know the Steelers a couple of weeks ago. I was reading that you know they were ticked off because their bye week was interrupted, but that's going to be part of it, and and somebody else is going to be affected in that way and before long there'll be multiple teams that are affected in that way you just it's just the culture of what we're going through and so everybody's got to be a little bit patient including the players and and these organizations and teams that that are uh, that are obviously in the mix but it's these are, are troubling times that we're just gonna have to ride the wave Basically, Mark just said the Chargers live in Reseda and the Rams live in Beverly Hills. It's basically what he's saying about the two L.A. teams. Um, I just hope the Chargers don't turn into Cobra Chargers should have um, never. They should have never left San Diego. I mean, yeah. do what you got to do to get a, a stadium built and, you know, mm-hmm. swallow some pride or whatever it is. But uh, I still, to this day, have, have problems calling them the L.A. Chargers. I don't and know then, that I'll ever, ever get past that. And I want to say that I, I mean, I could have been dreaming this. Who, who knows what I've been dreaming about lately? But Qualcomm, I think, got blown up the other day. I think there's no more Qualcomm or Jack Murphy oh. or whatever they called it. I think it's dead, which oh, is sad wow. because San Diego should have a team. It should have a stadium. 
And that's the, I mean, the chart. You're right. Char, Chargers should have never left. There, Where there's do the no Aztecs the play? Where do the Aztecs? Uh, do they're getting their own stadium. I think they're getting an on-campus stadium. I believe. I have well, to why don't they up. just don't, team up with the Chargers and get a stadium? Oh, stop me! Stop me! Yeah, I okay. think they were trying to, and I think that's what was going to happen had they stayed. But I think San Diego State decided to go into business for its own self, which yeah, they I guess broke, I can't, they, can't they broke around this year. You're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you yeah. have a, san, a fan base in San Diego. You don't have one in L.A., and people, for that matter, could really care less uh, because there's so much to do in in, uh, in that area of California. Mm-hmm. So there's certainly not enough to go around to support uh, two teams like New York or wherever else. Um, it's, just, it's just different when you're out in California. Yeah, no what, question. Does it, what does it do for the offense and for the whole football team when Cornell says, yeah, go for it on fourth down and four at the 28-yard yeah. line? It's not like fourth and inches. It's fourth and four, right. and you can kick a 46-yard no, field goal. Number one, you're, t- you're telling your quarterback that you trust him to do the right thing with the football. Uh, that's first and foremost. And then you're telling the entire offense that, hey, I've got confidence in you to get this done. You know, we've talked about it during practice. Maybe you've run plays in practice or created situations. And then the players think, I oh, will never call that. I, I remember John Jenkins telling us one time at Houston that, you know, we're going to get so good at throwing the ball that we'll go for it. You know, we're going to throw it on fourth and short. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, whatever. We're going to turn around and give this baby the spoon <laughs> or, or somebody, you know, one of these backs. <laughs> and sure enough, you're in a game. And then all of a sudden, here comes 60Z Reed, you know, to, to throw it. That's a little flat slant combination to two receiver route. And uh, and lo and behold, you completed and moved the chain. So it's like, oh, yeah, I remember when he said we would get this good to do it on fourth down. So that's a message to the entire group that, hey, I've got confidence. Let's go get it done. And, and they uh, they rewarded the head coach for doing that. And, Dre, I would think it's also got to be a message to the defense, too, as in, look, we may not get this fourth down, but I know you guys are going to go out there and stop them a little bit. And I will say it was pretty interesting as I was watching the sideline as that whole decision was being made, you could sort of tell, like, that sideline was like, ooh, we're going for this. We're, we're going for this. I mean, it was yeah. – and then the reaction afterwards was pretty wild as well. So that, that fourth down meant a lot to everybody. Well, and it's – you know, it tells tells the fans as well there's a different culture. You know, that, that probably would have been punted or whatever the situation was, whether it's you're in field goal range or whatever. But it tells you that there's a different culture that of belief in the players and – Certainly, they feel they they want to take care of you in that situation for believing in them, and obviously they did. Riverboat Romeo. All right, so Cal <laughs> McNair said, "Yeah, I want that one to catch on." Cal McNair said last week they would cast a wide net and everything for the uh, for the next head coach. And look, like you said, we'd love to see twelve in a row here and and see everybody you know retained or however that would play out. But let's just go there for a moment as far as you know potential candidates because. I, I we go back to this. Here we are again, and we were here at the end of 2013 when they were looking for a head coach. And I always think this, Dre, like with assistant coaches, you just don't know. You don't know. I mean, you might have the next genius. You might have a guy who's not going to work out. I mean, Adam Gase was a hot head coaching candidate before he got the Dolphins gig. Piping hot, super hot, did great stuff with Tebow and worked with Manning as his offensive coordinator and then – doesn't work out so well in Miami, but he gets another shot, and look what's happening with the Jets. And I'm not saying it's all his fault, but come on. And then mm-hmm. you sometimes get an assistant like Sean McVay, who's doing a great job with the Rams. You just don't know until you know. It's it's so tough to be able to tell these things. Stay in New York with the Giants, and uh, you think they thought they got the right guy? <laughs> um, yeah. 
when they made the hire. I mean, it's still early, but uh, yeah. they obviously were fired up and, and look at, look at, you know, how their season's going. So it is, it's a crapshoot, but that's where you, you have, uh, and, and I had no problem with the change being made now because it gives you extra time to kind of feel through and find the right guy as maybe as, as, uh, as close to the right guys you could possibly get at that time. So uh, they're going to do their, their due diligence, uh, find and try to merge and marry the, the proper coach, the right coach with a GM that's right for the franchise. And, uh, and then, you know, start to piece this thing back together. So it's going to be uh, a challenge. Let's not, you know, joke it or, or kind of sugarcoat that without a first or second round pick in next year's draft. So, you know, you, you've got to piece it together for about the next year and figure out a way to win with what you have and, and who's under contract and any free agents that you may, uh, may be able to go out and sign. But uh, that's, it's a tough chore in, in that regard. But I'm sure they'll get it right. You know, they, they have, they've got to show some patience with the next coach because of what I just described without having a first or second round pick in next year's draft. Okay, Dre. Let's say that Cal walks in and says, I'm hiring a college coach. Now, I don't anticipate that happening, mm. but he said, I'm hiring a college coach, so let's make a deal. Behind door number one, you have Dabo Sweeney. Behind mm-hmm. door number two, you have Ryan Day from Ohio State. Behind door number three, you have Lincoln Riley. Behind door number four, you have David Shaw, or you're opening door number five, the field. Oh, boy. Um, David Shaw's not behind door number four. (laughs) I put him behind door number four. It's my game, Mark. I put him behind door number four. All right, go ahead, Trey. I get get Dabo because he's the obvious. He coached coached Deshaun at at Clemson, but I don't think he's leaving. Uh, I don't think he's leaving Clemson. I don't think Ryan Day's leaving Ohio State. Uh, He loves it there. Lincoln – I just have a problem with the way they play defense, his teams yeah. and how, you know, you, cause you're recruiting talent. You're just not getting it done on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, right. Shaw is interesting, but I would probably circle everyone else um, just to, to kind of give yourself a, a broader uh, pool of, of coaches. And I'm sure in, in that broader pool, there's, there's uh, you know, there's something there. Um, I know it's his first year as offensive coordinator, but Joe Brady out it with yeah, Carolina, yeah. what what they're doing in, in an exciting, innovative offense that's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, he's obviously re- recently from the collegiate level, so I, I'm going to go keep him there for a second. But uh, that that would be a name that I would be intrigued with if you're, if you're going offense. Or that he's going to be a hot candidate. He and yep. the enemy, obviously. Absolutely. I mean, th- those guys are super hot candidates because Brady – I mean, Carolina is going to – they're contending for that division, which we didn't – Carolina's 3-2 and two right now. I think they're 3-2. Yeah. and two. They won three in a row. Yeah, yeah. yeah in, a rebuild, in a rebuilding year, they're 3-2, yeah. and, and, and Teddy is starting to get really, really comfortable yeah. in that, that, uh, that situation. It tells you something about the coach as well when he handpicks – his quarterback because he worked with Teddy Bridgewater with the New Orleans Saints that okay mm-hmm. I'm going to go get what works with with what I what with what I do and so he goes and, and he picks hand picks Teddy Bridgewater and you start to see the resurrection of of Teddy Bridgewater uh, under center so it's it's uh he, he you're right he's going to be a hot candidate we'll see where where he winds up but that's a that's I, I'd kick the tires on that car for sure yeah I mean Matt Rule uh, McLean was pointing this out. I mean, what a good job he's doing after yep. a, a rocky start, if you will. And 
it makes you wonder, is there another Matt Rule in college? I mean, Johnny mentioned guys from huge programs, except yeah. for Stanford, yeah. which is you know a nice program. I got one. All right, go ahead. I got one for you. I got one from, from not such a big program, mm-hmm. but somehow – he gets he his teams are competitive in the Big Twelve, and you'd never think Iowa State could do a darn oh, thing. Yeah. And yet, yeah. Matt Campbell has made Iowa State into a program that can take on anybody, anywhere, mm-hmm. anytime. And man, I, I, I remember Matt does, when he was when he was a babyface assistant at Toledo, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, just you know, just kind of newest stuff, and was very thorough. And we went in and we meet with the coaches. And, you know, he'd sit there and talk football with you all day and give you the background of every player on that side of the ball. It's just very thorough. And you could see that he obviously had a bright future, but he is very highly respected uh, among his peers. And so uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all if he's coaching an NFL team at some point. I'll give you another one. Mike LaFleur, Matt's little brother. He's 13 years old. No, he's not. He's he's <laughs> passing game coordinator for the 49ers. And along those lines, Deray, oh, my gosh, what's going on out there with uh, the Dolphins Injuries. hammering them yesterday. And, yeah, Garoppolo's yeah. not healthy, so that led to the decision to pull him. But that's a tough situation for them. Yeah, on both sides of the ball. I mean, the Bosa's mm-hmm. out, and uh, there's very little pass rush. And, yeah, they're they're competitive in games until yesterday maybe. But uh, it's, it's just been – it's one of those things that every team will go through. Um, at some point where you just there are just injuries start to to snowball and you find out uh, what everybody's made of and who's going to hold on and who's who's going to start looking forward to the off season. So what do you have this week, college wise? I'm at home, uh, Houston playing BYU and Ooh, uh, BYU bringing in one of the. I, I find it hard to get past. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and the next guy but before I, I'm putting Zach Wilson right behind Trevor Lawrence. I just think he's that talented. Uh, he is dynamic when he pulls the ball down to run. But uh, his, this is a guy, i tell you a little quickly a little bit about him. He traveled in the offseason 10 hours each way to go work with John Beck driving from Utah from Provo to Northern California to work with, with, uh, with John Beck who played at BYU as well as, you know, Breeze and all those guys use John Beck in the offseason. I think Dak Prescott, God bless him with that injury yesterday, he works with John Beck. A lot of guys do. But he put himself in that mix, driving 10 hours. What college quarterback have you ever heard of that, you know, looked at it that serious where I'm driving 10 hours each way on a Friday and then back to school on a Sunday evening uh, just to get some workouts in. So he is he is locked in and – the guy is so talented. Wow. It's just it's it's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy how well he throws the football. Okay, not who's the best, but who you guys both. Who's your favorite all time BYU quarterback? Go. There's a lot of them, man. Um, I know. I'll go first. I, got, I know mine. I know mine. Go ahead. It's, it's it's the guy who won the trophy right after Dre, Ty Detmer. Ty Detmer. Uh, because to me, yeah. Ty was the least physically gifted of all of them, but he just probably super was smart. The, Right. He was the most cerebral of all of them. Yeah. And to see a guy that really couldn't throw the ball through a pane of glass, basically, just destroy college defenses the way that he did, Ty was, Ty was my favorite. And, and I love talking with him. You know, had him for interviews. He's just – he's fantastic. So uh, I would take 
Ty Detmer of that crew. The next would be Jim McMahon because I just know I'm going to have fun along the way. You can't no pick what. two, Dre. I, I can pick two. <laughs> Probably McMahon. I, you know, I, I love Ty. We're close friends, and he's one of the guys in the fraternity I'm obviously close with. But McMahon is – it was just a lot of fun to watch and the way he carried himself and how he played, just foot loose. Just, hey, he didn't he – didn't, care about what anybody thought he was going to play the game the way he wanted, including probably his coaches. But, uh, you know, he had a lot of fun, bucked a lot of trends when he was in uh, Provo and, uh, and did it the way he wanted to do it. So I, probably McMahon. Other than Giff Nielsen, as far as his broadcasting ability, I'll go with Robbie Bosco because he played Ooh, one of the toughest games it. I've ever seen a quarterback play. Won the national championship. Okay, yeah. Michigan was six and five, but they were beating the pulp out of him and he kept getting up off the mat and making plays. Robbie yep. Bosco. All right, Dre, thanks so much for the time, as always. Appreciate it, man. You guys uh, guys have a good day and a good show, and and I'll uh, I'll talk with you later this week. Always fun to catch up, Dre. And let's get to more about yesterday's victory over the Jaguars. How's the division looking? What's the latest breaking news in the NFL? That and more coming up on Texans Monday, presented by Houston Methodist. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Today tastes like game day at home, like assigned couch seating. (laughs) Tastes like coffee table dining and an ice-cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. (laughs) Today tastes like watching football is supposed to, and it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola, together tastes better. Texans fans. If your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? Hey, parents and teachers, we know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football, all for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com community. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. More Texans Radio is on the way. 
Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Here at Academy Sports and Outdoors, we want everyone to stay safe while doing more of what they love. So whether you're planning a fishing trip, heading out for a run, prepping your lease, or playing sports in the backyard, we have all the gear you need to enjoy more sports and outdoors, all at prices you'll love. And with curbside pickup available, it's never been easier to shop all our brands in-store and online at academy.com. Because whatever you love doing, we're here to help you have more fun out there. You're invited to Hearsay. Come sip, savor, and shake our craft cocktails and chef-inspired cuisine. From certified Angus hand-cut steaks to award-winning mac and cheese. Looking for a unique cocktail or high-end whiskey? Hearsay is where it's at. Enjoy an intimate dinner for two or host your next special event. Experience the chic antique history of Houston and Galveston with three convenient locations. Come in for lunch, brunch, dinner, and happy hour. Visit hearsayhouston.com to check out the new menu and more information. At Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit your Hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around. There really is a lot to like. Now get 0% APR and make no payments for 90 days on the Sonata or get $2,000 in savings plus $750 disaster relief cash for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 11-220. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. In the Texans' first win of the year. Fourth and one, Jaguars at the Houston 8. The defense stepped up. Adams is there to make the stop, and the ball is out, the Texans have it. First two takeaways of the season. First win of the season. Guys are flying all over the place, making plays. And that's 1-0 in life without Bill O'Brien. Houston bounces back big. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play Play here. Play here. Play here. Going somewhere? The Texans mobile app. Don't leave home without it. Minshew motions out to the left side. It's going to be a wildcat to Robinson trying to find some room. He might throw it. Adams is there to make the stop, and the ball is out, and the Texans have it. J.J. Watt. The Texans have the rock at the 10-yard line. They turn back the Jaguars on fourth and one and hold on to the lead. And get their first takeaway of the year. That broke the seal, baby. We were also first shocked. Of 30. To, we were also shocked to have a turnover. <laughs> Trey actually. He's like, fumble. <laughs> I know. Like, I know. It was incredible. We, the ball's on the ground? I mean, I did the same thing, too. I think I was in here like, uh, the, the ball's out. Ball's out. You, you know, fourth and one, like anatomy of fourth and one. You have a fourth and one for the Jags yesterday, and they do that. <laughs> I mean, whatever that was. And you have a fourth and one late with the Minnesota Vikings trying to kill the Seahawks last night and just put a knife in them, and they don't <sighs> convert, and the Seahawks drive the length of the field and get a touchdown on fourth down for their for themselves. 
uh, as Metcalf caught the uh, game winner from Russell Wilson. And it, I felt bad oh. for the Vikes, Johnny, because like, I, yeah. I wanted the Vikes to win because somehow in my mind yeah. it makes the Texans look better uh, if, of course. <laughs> if the Vikings can beat the Seahawks. That's how I just look at life. Uh, yeah. And, you know, Cousins – he bounced back from a horrible third quarter. Like he was, he was just imploding. It was want to get away. The the <laughs> the pick he threw where he tried to lollipop the ball over a defender on a bootleg was so bad. <laughs> he he has one of those every so often, Mark, where you're like, oh, what is he doing? And then, you know, you would think you would think her cousins just the kind of quarterback that he is. Very, I don't want to say paint by numbers quarterback, but just there's he just he knows his offense backwards and forwards. He knows his limitations. He's really not going to take too many chances. But man, there are some times where he does things and you go, "WTF, Kirk? What are you doing?" Yeah. And then you see yeah. him make some throws like the one he made in the playoff game, like the one he made to Jefferson the other day against us. And you're like, mm-hmm. "Whoa, okay, yo, hat tip." You know, like, "Whoo, that was oh, as the, good a throw the, as you're going to get." He does that touch- in the same game. The ensuing touchdown drive when they were down, I think, 21-13 last night, he was as good as you could ever want him to be. I mean, he just kind of focused. It's almost yeah. like he you know, he needs medication or something. I'm joking. I'm sorry. All right. Jeez, I probably <laughs> offended a lot of people. No, he's got, his, he's got to lock it. Look, I'm this way too. You know, sometimes you just got to lock in. You got to, like, kick your own ass, sorry, and yeah. lock in on something yeah. and just get it done, and that's what he was doing. But uh, I bring it up because that fourth down by the Jags, Oh, my goodness. You know, they. this proves that sometimes you overthink things. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. Let's say they ran Robinson into the line. Jags fans might be saying, get more creative. You yeah, know, it's play calling. If it doesn't work, here come the second guesses. You know, uh, I think a really good play call is one that if it doesn't work, everyone still says, well, that was the right call. You, you just yeah. didn't execute it. You know, and I thought for them, you know, they needed to test that a little bit more. But Give the Texans' defense credit. Like you pointed out, they bowed up and started stopping the run. They tried to go to Robinson a few times in the second half, but it just wasn't working for them. But let me ask you this. Uh, the Texans have difficulty running up the middle, right? And, and they did get some yep. yards. Like late, when they moved that mosh pit, what was mm-hmm. it, 11, 13 yards or something on the first carry, and then he <laughs> yeah, goes 29 right. on another carry. Yeah. Uh, that was great, but... Uh, should the Texans be trying to run around the outside a little bit more against some of these teams, like trying to get the edges a little bit more with the speed of Johnson and Johnson? Well, it, it's interesting because when he got to the outside in that run, that's the fastest from the first day I saw David in training camp till yesterday. That's the fastest I've seen him run getting the edge. So I'm I'm with you. And I think what ends up happening, this is uh, just speaking, I know from, from experience in, in – my own little small experience with my team and calling plays, et cetera. Sometimes you don't realize what you have until something happens and you're like, whoa, I didn't realize we could do that. I didn't realize that guy could play receiver. I didn't realize that that guy could play running back. Well, man, I didn't realize we could get to the edge like that. And so then you start to adapt and say, okay, well, if we can get to the edge. Let's run some pin and pull stuff. But what David has been doing, David's a pretty good zone runner, but where he excels is cutting back the zone. And what happens is he makes a lot – if we targeted, you know, you see kind of those next-gen stats and they chart all the pass receivers, line, you know, routes and all that kind of stuff. If you, if you charted David's runs, no matter what the play call is, a lot of them go right back behind the center. He likes to cut back on that zone run because on the zone blocking, those 
defenders start running to a spot, and then he uses that kind of against it. It almost turns into kind of a counter type thing. All the blocks is going one way, and then you run it the other way. But when he got outside the edge, Mark, I'm with you. I start thinking, well, wait a second. Maybe instead of some slow-developing outside zone, what about just some toss and pin and pull stuff where you get in bunch set? You know, like, like the Vikings did with Kirk Cousins against us, except it wouldn't be Kirk Cousins, it would be David Johnson. And, you know, they, they ran kind of a pin and pull where Chad Beebe, the wide receiver, blocked on our outside linebacker and pinned him inside. Tackle pulled outside and led for Kirk Cousins. He got a first down. But now imagine if that's David Johnson doing it. So what I think happens is you see what your players can do, and you're like, wait a second. I don't know if we're really good in a power scheme. We could do that with Carlos Hyde, but maybe we don't do that as well with David Johnson. So you know what? Let's put in a few other wrinkles. Teams haven't seen it. Maybe that's going to pay off a little bit. Let's get DJ to the outside a little bit. I think in their minds, if they're thinking, well, look, if we want to DJ out of the ball in space, we'll just put him on a receiver. But I think just tossing it to him from under center might give you another option of something you can do, kind of another layer to the offense, and just get him to the outside a little bit and see what he can do. Because, man, I'm telling you, that's the fastest I've seen him run, Mark. I think you bring up a great point. Mm. Well, we'll see how they handle it moving forward. Tim Kelly's going to join us on the Coaches Show tonight. That's at 5 o'clock this, this afternoon, evening, whatever. By the way, when's Daylight Savings? Halloween? Is that the, is that the day? Oh, the I have last? no idea. I think it's I something no like that. I mean, we need that because, like, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get Vanderkid 2 up in the morning to go to school today. <laughs> and it's like, are you kidding? He's like, it's the middle of the night. You know, he's right. complaining. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not in Vegas here, okay? It's time <laughs> to go to school. Let's, let's roll with this here. Let's, yeah. let's go, man. What a bizarre sports day it was, though, because – You've got coronavirus affecting everything, obviously. This is uh, obvious. But you have the Astros and the ALCS. You have the entire NFL Sunday, which is always huge. Every Sunday is huge in the NFL. And then the excuse me, oh, here's your NBA champion in October. I mean, that was bizarre. And (laughs) I think that had the league, had the Lakers been able to close out on Friday night, which, by the way, was a really enjoyable game to watch with the Heat and the Lakers and the Heat beating L.A. and that one and, you know, the way they, you know, Jimmy Butler. It was a good game to watch just pure basketball stuff and the Heat survives. But it would have been better for the league to clinch that night, to have it wrapped up that night because you kind of would have the night. Instead, you you had everything else going on. I mean, I didn't didn't watch it. I know it was a blowout game anyway, but by the time I was thinking of tuning in, it was already out of hand. I was like, I'm done. I'm not going to watch the celebration because, you know, bottom line is I – I hate the Lakers. You know, I, I want LeBron to win, but I hate the Lakers. So it's kind of a, a weird thing for me. I never rooted for LeBron in Miami. But the point is this. What a weird day. And, you yeah. know, I, ALCS, you're used to that this time of year. Uh, and I kind of like the way they dressed up the San Diego Stadium. I thought they did a nice job with that relatively, you know. Yeah, I mean, for co- you're for right. COVID times. Wait till we get to November, Mark. And your event, the Masters, going on the same time that oh my gosh. we're playing games, it's going to feel just odd to look up and go, oh, there's red zone. Um, mm-hmm. There's, you know, I don't know, whatever. Uh, there's the Masters? Wait, yeah. what's happening? This is are they, odd. Are they going to do my idea that I've that I've had for centuries uh, for uh, – actually, it was for Tour 18 to have fake azaleas, right? So they're good all year. And yeah. anytime someone plays that course, the Amen Corner section, they'll always have that look. 
yeah. right? But are they going to need fake azaleas? I don't know. In November, I don't know what they're going to do. They're probably doing climate control. You know, the members have a few bucks. Last I yeah, checked, they yeah. so they're probably they have a greenhouse. The fake azale or the real azaleas are are maintained somehow. They'll simulate, <laughs> you know, spring. I don't know what they're going to. Then they'll plant them right before to get them out there. All right. So the Texans are one and four. You know, the good news is you won. The bad news is you look up at the end of the day and your record is still 1-4 because you started 0-4 and, and replaced a head coach last week. But coming up next, the Titans. What are we going to see in that one? What are we going to see tomorrow night when two unbeatens go at it in Nashville with the Bills in Tennessee, and how will that affect things Sunday? Final thoughts coming up as we get you ready for the rest of the day here. It's Texans Monday presented by Houston Methodist. Keep it here for more exclusive info on your Texans. Texans Monday, presented by Houston Methodist. It's Mattress Firm's Save Big Sale. Don't miss savings of up to $300 on our top-rated brands. Plus, get a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases of $6.99 or more. And save up to 40% on select mattresses from our best-selling brands like Sealy and more. Don't wait. Shop in-store, online, or by phone with a sleep expert for these amazing deals. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. Some products only available online. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement. But we're determined. So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa! At Floor & Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors. And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices. Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable. Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor & Decor in person or online at floorandecor.com. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss, such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called NextGen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. NextGen Stats, powered by AWS. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Lots more to break down. He's in. Touchdown, Houston. Next on Texans Radio. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. You pick up your patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, and creamy pepper sauce. And just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Good thing that dilemma's over. 
Good thing there's the patty melt at Whataburger. The Texans beat the Jags. If we're being real with each other, regardless of who the opponent is, they did what in the hell they were supposed to do, and they did it for four quarters, and they did it at a high level. They adjusted well, they had a plan, and they executed it. And those are things that we can't say have been the case for four quarters the first month of this season. Let's not sell this game short. That was a step in the right direction. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Houston Texans fans, tailgate is back. And though it's different this year, Jamison Irish Whiskey is going to help you tailgate like a Texan. Go to JamisonTailgateTX.com to enter to win a Jamison Ultimate Tailgated Home Package. And also check out our playbook filled with classic and new recipes, ideas for virtual tailgates, and ways to support your local bar. Game day is always a smooth one with Jamison. Taste responsibly. Jamison Irish Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof, product of Ireland, 2020, imported by John Jamison Import Company, New York, New York. The 2020 annual Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache was presented to Houston firefighter Ronald Walker. Walker, a 17-year veteran, was honored with the annual award at Station 48 in early September. During the pandemic, Walker continues without hesitation to risk his life to help save others. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our 2020 annual Star of Courage Award winner and will donate $10,000 to the 100 Club of Houston in his honor. Houston Texans Lux is the only membership that gives you unprecedented access to Texans events and connections to the top business professionals in Houston. If suites become available for the 2020 season, be the first to know and sign up for the waitlist at HoustonTexans.com slash suites. In this uncertain environment, you can count on Houston Texans Lux to work for you. Contact us today for more information on Lux memberships. Visit HoustonTexans.com slash suites or call 832-667-2299. 2299. Can't get enough Texans radio? We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on HoustonTexans.com. And Deshaun takes the snap. Handoff. David running right. Has a seat. 45 50. 45 of Jacksonville. Still going right sideline. The 35 and 30. And finally dragged down. David Johnson almost took it to the house. Big nail in the coffin run there by David Johnson. Good to see that. Man, you want to end a game that way. Just kill the clock. And we got to talk to Tim Kelly about this when we have him on the Coaches Show at 5 o'clock today. The Coaches Show, as it is now called, ladies and gentlemen. Presented by Amity Bank, by the way, because that's how we roll. We have the Coaches Show, and every week we're going to do something different. I think mostly coordinators. We have Tim Kelly tonight. But you mentioned it. They wanted to get maybe Johnson 100 yards. They wanted to get him the hundy because he had 97 yesterday. Um, yeah. So maybe that's why they weren't in victory formation right away. So, I mean, that's not why only they handed not in off. victory formation, David was not in the game, and they took time out and put him back in the game. And that's what so, it dawned on me. When I saw David go back in the game, I'm like, oh, that's what this is. And I literally just finished – a thought you threw it down to me like why were they doing that and i saw david go back in the game and i just finished like oh now they're going for 100 that's what it was so um because i was doing the math i knew he had, you said at one point he had 14 for 54 mm-hmm. and so when he did the when he had the long run the two long runs i'm like oh, okay 11 plus 29 carry the one and then, okay that's like 94 95 they must be looking to get 100 with him yeah and i need so, my calculator for that one yeah. actually johnny I, yeah uh, well yeah you can throw it's it down a bit times for that a little bit different for me. But uh, Tennessee on Sunday. So here we go. Titans play tomorrow. 
NFL players are creatures of habit. All those habits have been really disturbed this year. Everybody's got to deal with it, but in a different way. And the Titans, you know, whether the sins are self-inflicted or not uh, from the unscheduled practices, shall we say, the unsanctioned practices they had and the COVID situation. Look, I think there's a lot of luck involved with the COVID uh, with, with staying negative, right? Yes. I think there's some think luck. So, now, you can certainly increase your chances of being lucky and not getting it. But sometimes it's just, you know, a kid might go to school, pick it up there. Maybe your wife works or somebody in the household or whatever, and they happen to get it just through happenstance. I mean, I don't think there's any way to be 100% quote safe. Uh, do you think they should bubble up these guys for the second half of the season? Or how about this? I know you, with the union, you'd have to negotiate all that with the union. What about a yeah, voluntary absolutely. bubble? Voluntary, okay. Well, that's what the Patriots did. The Patriots had a voluntary bubble for coaches and players that mm-hmm. were concerned about it, and they they set up their own. So okay. that that's what that's what they did. So yeah, I I and it'd be interesting. I, there's no doubt about that. Um, I think I think the teams that aren't playing so well and things aren't going so well may not mm. want to be quarantined, so to speak, with oh boy. Uh, with their team that is not playing so well, so yeah. that could be that could be interesting. But yeah, I, I think it's an interesting concept, Mark, from that that perspective. But um, yeah, I mean, maybe if you get to week nine, week ten, whatever it is, and you say, "All right, look, we've gotten this far, doing it this way," and to make sure that we can continue to put a good product out on the field, we're gonna have. And we're going to set up a bubble, and maybe that's the way it goes. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I know the NFL. I, I can tell you this. Looking at yesterday, I, well, I checked my phone at some point um, and saw that the NFL had gotten kind of a buzz and alert, and it said NFL is changing you know, schedule. And I opened it up, and I'm expecting like a couple of things. There are like nine different things listed for like you know, eight teams or something like that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So to go through all of that, one time to do it a second time i don't know how you can end up doing it a second time so maybe that's what they end up doing once they get and especially if it appears that the covid's going to get stronger once it gets colder and typical flu season the covid's going to step up and continue to uh wreak havoc on everybody then maybe that is the right thing to do to bubble up for the last uh you know month and a half two months or whatever it is I thought just voluntary, but, you know, again, those who wouldn't volunteer might be uh, the riskiest people, if you will. Right. You know, for lack of a better way of describing them. Uh, The people are like, ah, this is nothing. I can, you know, everyone has to just do their best and and suck it up for the next two and a half months and get through the season. You know, you could make a case that you should bubble up in the playoffs i don't know but it it is nice to play at home stadiums it's nice to have some fans the atmosphere at the building at nrg stadium has been a whole lot better the last two games than it was in the ravens game uh, just with some presence in the building and and some places have more fans than others i mean i thought the cowboys uh turnout was pretty decent yesterday and uh you know jerry's like i just opened the stadium no he uh (laughs) (laughs) wait how about aggie land what was what oh. was going on up there? Do they have any restrictions? Am I just imagining this, or was that place pretty so. darn full? It was pretty darn full and pretty darn loud to a point where Dan Mullen, after the game, is like, "Yo, University of Florida, open this up so we have full crowds." And Ron DeSantis, yeah. governor of Florida, said, "Yeah, Florida teams they, they can go to full capacity if they want." In, wow! Whoa! Uh, and I happen wow. to see 
uh, one of our buddies, Joe Amaral, yesterday. And I said, uh, I've been asking him kind of where he'd been the last few weeks. And he said, yeah, I was down in Miami. And he goes, thank God I went now and not later because they're going to open that stadium up. And I was like, yeah, good point. Great oh, point because yeah. he works yeah. for NFL Films. It's hard and to get so, around the moat for you. Uh, there's yeah. no doubt. All right, that's going to do it for today's show, this morning's show. 5 o'clock, we're back with the coaches show, then Texans All Access. In the Loop is coming up. Landry and Lopez to go over everything that happened yesterday, everything happening in sports, which is a ton. Thank you, Ben, for producing. Thank you, General and Andre, for being on the show as well. Have a great day, everyone, and go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. If you're sick, why wait to see a doctor when Houston Methodist can see you today? Or drive to urgent care when virtual urgent care is available on your phone. And with online check-in, anywhere can be your waiting room. So everything can happen on your schedule. Download the Houston Methodist app today and experience an easier way to access the care you need. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Ashley Home Store is proud to call Houston home. We believe your personal style makes your house a home. Discover incredible styles, selection, and quality at a price to fit any budget. Ashley Home Store has just the looks and options you need. Explore totally different styles and trends all in one place. Finding the perfect furniture and home decor makes it easy for you to create a home you love to live in. We have 12 Houston area locations to serve you. Ashley Home Store, proud partner of the Houston Texans. Texans fans. If your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, Touchdown! you'll score a free jumbo jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? Hey, Texans fans, Drew Doherty here. Are you looking for a new home? First Community Credit Union has everything from purchase loans to construction loans, VA loans, and more. With our competitive rates, low to no closing costs, and rate match guarantee, FCCU can help you navigate home ownership. Discover your options at FCCU and get pre-approved today at FCCU.org forward slash home loans. First Community Credit Union is the official credit union of the Houston Texans. First Community Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. Houston's veteran sports director, Randy McAvoy, and KBRC2 Sports. All over the teams you love. The only station with Sports Sunday. A weekly show featuring an in-depth look at the sports world. Plus, Texans Game Day. A weekly one-on-one with a Texans head coach. And Houston's longest-running high school football show, Friday Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from the sidelines of the week's biggest high school matchups. KBRC2, Houston's home for all things sports. Whether in your neighborhood, through a park, or on a treadmill, join Houston Texans fans all over the nation as we virtually run together for our Running of the Bulls 5K presented by HEB or Toro's Kids 1K presented by Texas Children's Hospital. Run or walk your favorite course any day and any time between November 1st through 8th and get race swag like a 2020 t-shirt, medal, and more. All proceeds will be donated to help youth in Houston. Your race, your way. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com run. At Mustang Cat, we understand that the work never ends. As the Caterpillar dealer for Southeast Texas, we deliver the equipment, service, parts, and rentals you need to keep doing the work. For a limited time, 
Mustang CAD is offering 0% financing with no money down on all compact equipment. Learn more at MustangCat.com or call us at 888-MYCAT20. Mustang CAT, building Texas, powering the world. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. The number three means perfection. To some, it even evokes the divine. Introducing the BMW 3 Series, an icon that lives on like never before. Choose between the advanced and dynamic 330i, the adrenaline-inducing M340i, or the electrified 330e. You decide. The icon of all. The 3. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details. Gear up with HEV curbside and delivery. From chips and dips to Prime One sliders and other game day must-haves, our personal shoppers will do the shopping for you so you can score all the delicious game day goodies you need without sidelining your schedule. To start shopping, go to HEV.com and choose if you want to pick up curbside at a nearby store or get it delivered straight to your door. It's that easy. HEV. No store does more to save you time. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. KILT, KILT, FM, HD2, Houston. A Radio.com sports station. And your home of the Houston Texans. Touchdown, Houston. Houston sports leader. Sports Radio 610. 